Welcome to Market Week in Review for the week ending January 29th, 2021. I'm Brian Yadow, and I'm joined today by Russell Investments Senior Investment Strategy Analyst, Alex Kuzli. Alex, it's good to have you today. Good to see you, Brian. How are you? I'm doing well. Uh, so, Alex, let's cover the, the key market news for the week. Uh, we'll start with uh, an, just an update on what's happening in uh, the U.S. equity markets with the trading phenomenon with uh, particular stocks. And uh, we'll cover an update on the global rollout for the COVID-19 vaccine. And then we'll wrap it up with an economic policy update. Does that sound good? Sounds perfect. All right. Well, let, let's start with the U.S. US headlines. Uh, equity markets have certainly been uh, captivated by uh, intense price moves in companies like uh, GameStop and AMC Networks, uh, where their stock prices have been up uh, close to or over 400% over a couple of days before uh, reversing course later this week. What's, what's driving this phenomenon? And is it something that investors should be paying attention to? Yeah, sure. So it's been yeah, a very volatile week, particularly for those stocks. And what's been driving it is a lot of this retail, this newer retail money that's trading through apps like Robinhood to provide this commission-free trading. And they've also moved into the options market. Uh, and what this this week entailed, and it was similar to what we saw with Hertz last year, is just kind of this level of euphoria for these small stocks. Uh, and in this case, it was stocks that had a high level of short interest, which led to this short squeeze. And we're recording this as of the afternoon of uh, Thursday in America. Uh, and we have seen a bit of an alleviation through Thursday. A number of the brokers actually uh, reduced the ability to trade in these names for retail. But, you know, it was really quite an amazing week. Uh, we saw record volumes of options and shares traded. Now, I think in terms of is it a bubble and should investors be paying attention? So I'm sure everyone has heard us talk about our cycle valuation and sentiment framework. And our sentiment measure really tries to capture if we are seeing signs of euphoria in the market on the other, other side panic. Uh, and what we're seeing right now is that we are seeing that market showing signs of optimism. And there are some pockets of euphoria. And the thing that stands out in our process is actually the options market. So if we look at the demand for call options versus put options, so a call option basically is a bet that a stock price is going to go up. Um, that ratio is at fairly extreme levels. So we are seeing that pocket of euphoria in the options market. But when we look across the broader suite of indicators that we look at, which includes some technicals, they include some surveys, uh, we aren't seeing that level of like extreme euphoria yet. We are seeing some signs of optimism. Um, now, I think on the whole, should investors pay attention? Like, it is very exciting and interesting, but I think that it's more of a, so, a sideshow than something that should be given a great amount of attention to. And we think at Russell that it's more important to focus on the cycle, what we are, what's happening with stimulus, early cycle dynamics, what's happening with the vaccine, uh, and continuing to monitor the market for those signs of broader euphoria. And also the COVID infection trends is something that is worth paying attention to. Well, thank you, Alex. That's a pretty good transition, actually, to the next topic. So to your point about uh, the global rollout and the COVID-19 vaccines, uh, have there been any key developments this week? And have any of the developments impacted your, your economic outlook or, or view on different regions? So the rollout is continuing as it is, I mean, as it has been going. There is still quite a bit of disparity in the rollout. So if you look at a country like Israel, uh, I think they've reached 50% of their population having received at least one dose. Then you look at the UK and the US, the next major regions, and then Europe is lagging behind. Uh, I mean, I'm based in Sydney, and I think one, one interesting trend is that Asia Pacific in general is lagging. 
Uh, I think it's really important, firstly, to note that the COVID load that we had here through the region, for the most part, was nowhere near as severe as what we're seeing through Europe or the US. Uh, and there are some kind of developments happening closer to home for me, I think that are worth highlighting. So Japan uh, are actually in the process of doing their own safety test. So the regulators there require a localised um, safety test rather than relying on international tests. And then in Australia, we recently have approved the Pfizer vaccine uh, and we're on track to probably approve the AstraZeneca vaccine uh, as early as probably in February. The last thing I think that's really important to highlight around the vaccines, well, there's two things, sorry. Firstly, is that Johnson & Johnson in their earnings call this week suggested that we'll be getting an update on their vaccine um, early next week. And this is an important um, development, particularly for the lower income countries, because COVAX, which is the World Health Organization's group that is trying to procure vaccines for those lower income countries, they are their portfolio is heavily skewed towards the Johnson & Johnson um, candidate. Uh, and then the second point is around the, the mutations that we're seeing in the virus. And we've heard from Moderna and Pfizer that they're reasonably confident that for most of the mutations, there should be reasonable efficacy in there. But the more important thing is that both have said that to recode their vaccine to try and capture or to try and protect, sorry, the mutations should take probably, you know, maybe take up to 30 days. So that's quite a quick um, turnaround. And that is something that is quite encouraging. At this stage, though, on the vaccines, it hasn't really changed our uh, outlook or regional markets. Uh, basically, it's tracking kind of what we were expecting. But I think it is important to continue to watch how that rollout develops in the US, the UK, Europe, and then how the Asia-Pac approval process um, develops. Uh, let's wrap it up with uh, an update on economic policy. I know that the, the, federal, the US Federal Reserve had an update on their policy this week. Uh, were there any key takeaways from, from any of the announcements? There wasn't a great deal of new news because we'd had quite a few Fed speakers come out before the meeting. Um, and basically, the summary is that they are a long way from their goals right now, and so they're remaining very dovish. And they do believe that it's still too early to be considering any tapering strategies on their quantitative easing programs. I think the kind of the two interesting parts was that on inflation specifically, they're going to be viewing any balance of inflation this year basically as transient. Um, because there's base effects coming in um, given the the, uh, the plunge in inflation last year. And then there's possible bursts of spending as the economy reopens. And they're going to look through that. Uh, and I know it's important to remind uh, everyone that you know, the Fed have moved this average inflation target, so they're more willing to let the economy run a little bit hotter. But in terms of our view, so we think that the Fed are going to remain accommodative for some time. We think the tapering of those QE um, programs is probably not going to happen until the first half of 2022. And then if we talk about an increase in interest rates, we don't think that's going to happen until 2024 at this stage. So we are in very accommodated monetary policy um, stance for now, and we think at least until the first half of next year on the QE program. Great. Thanks, Alex. Well, that's all the time we have for today. But as always, we thank you for your insights. Thank you very much, Brian. And to our listeners and viewers, thank you for joining us. We'll see you next time on Market Week in Review.